how many of you guys were able to uh, attend Mission Focus this year? We have, we have a few? Awesome. All right. So today we're going we're gonna to have a chance to just do a quick recap on that, have a chance to talk about some things that the Lord has shown us. But before we do that, I want to welcome David and Diane. Woo! It's good to see you guys. Uh, so we, uh, we need to take a minute to pray this morning. So um, if you wouldn't mind just grabbing the person next to you and first of all, just uh, thanking God for them. And secondly, can we just pray for each other to, uh, to just grow this year? Uh, pray for, for God to help us to grow spiritually and to just continue to follow him. So if you could just grab the person next to you, let's just take a quick minute to pray and then we'll, we'll get into this, okay? for allowing us to, to come together. Lord, I, I praise you for, for what you're doing in this church. Lord, I praise you that we have a place to meet today. Thank you for the beautiful weather that we've had for Mission Focus and um, God, to just allow another day to get together with the saints. Lord, I pray that you would just be with us this morning. Uh, please use our brothers and sisters to encourage us. Uh, please help us to edify one another, Lord, and would you just work through us in your spirit, Lord, to guide us uh, this year as we, uh, we kick it off. Uh, just meeting with you. Lord, we love you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, guys. So, like I said, we're going to do a uh, just a quick mission-focused recap. I'm going to do it absolutely no justice. There was a lot of stuff covered. So, for those of you who were there, you know every year mission focus is just, it's a, it's a lot. I mean, any conference that we have, we get, we get fed a lot, and I think it takes me probably a few weeks to really process everything, but um, I'm just going to do a, just a high-level overview of just the evening sessions mainly. Um, and then we're going to have a chance to, to get into some groups this morning and share what the Lord is showing us individually. 
Um, so I'll, I'll share with you a little bit about what God showed me because I can't really tell you anything other than that. Um, but aside from that, um, we, we left off last year, the last time we met here, and we were challenged to consider if we had an iron sharpening friend, right? If you weren't there for that message, uh, it was just a good challenge, it was a good, good time to think about if we had grown in 2022, if we had spiritual growth, and if not, why? You know, and, and so, so we're looking to do, we've got a, we got a new start, we've got a, a fresh start, 2023, and this is an opportunity to, to reflect on last year um, and see what we could maybe do better this year, right? And just ask the Lord to help us to grow. Um, so if you, uh, if you don't have an iron sharpening friend, I want to encourage you to do that. Um, but as we take time to, uh, to consider that and, and to consider what we've got from Mission Focus, um, just want to take this morning to, to try to just do just that, sharpen one another, encourage one another with what God is showing us, with what he's working on our hearts, right? So if anybody here does not know what Mission Focus is, it is a conference we do yearly uh, here at Midtown, the Living Faith Fellowship Churches, so Midtown and our, our sister churches and uh, the, the churches that are in fellowship with us. We gather together for this conference where we hear from the Lord on how missionaries and pastors are, are being used all around the world. We learn how to pray for them and uh, we get equipped for the mission and just encouraged to continue in the mission that God has given the church. So the mission never changes, right? It's the same mission, but we just are reminded and encouraged and, we, and it's a fresh perspective. And I think that's um, ultimately what I got this year was just a fresh perspective on, on missions, but also on church planting. There was a heavy emphasis on, on church planting this year, which, uh, which I really appreciated, right? So we heard some hard things. I don't know if you guys were in any of the morning sessions, but Microno was definitely discouraging us on planting churches, but it was, it was needful. It was needful. He was, he was honest. And, and I think that was, uh, it was good to hear just the realities, right? The reality of actually what it takes to do the work that God calls us to do sometimes, but it's worth it, right? Because we see so much fruit at the end, but man, while he's going through it, they've been through a lot and they're still going through a lot. And any, any church planter, I think, has that same testimony, right? And so you know, I like the way that, that Kale Horvath said it. He said this was like the honesty conference. And man, we, re we needed that. Uh, I appreciate that. This was, uh, it was good. It was refreshing. So if you're not familiar with the, uh, with the Great Commission, Matthew 28, 19 through 20 tells us to go ye therefore and to teach, to make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost, teaching them through Bible study, evangelism, etc., to observe all these things uh, whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the world. Amen. So, so Jesus is always with us. The mission never changes. We are to continue making disciples, continue training people. And, you know, we're part of a church that does that. So if you're here at Midtown, um, you know, this, this is a, a soul-winning, discipleship-making, leadership-equipping, and, and sending church. And so it's good for us to consider this is where God has us. Okay, are we part of that? Maybe you're here. Are you just, you know, does God have you here just to get equipped? Maybe, maybe he's going to send you out at some point. Or maybe you're, you're wrestling with the idea of getting sent out, maybe being a missionary, maybe being a part of a church plant. And so this is, uh, this is what this conference was before. And um, I mean, this quote was on our Living Faith Fellowship website. It says, uh, not everyone will be called 
to foreign missions, but it's the responsibility of every believer to wrestle with the possibility. That was uh, Clifford E. Clark. Um, but I would add to that that we would need to consider the possibility of being a part of a church plant as well. Maybe it won't be across the world. Maybe it would just be across town. But, um, guys, we, we can be used of God. And I know that was one of the, the big charges was, man, if you take this serious, if you take the Bible serious, if you take you know, learning the word of God and, and getting equipped for the mission serious, that God can use you and he will use you. And so, man, we just have to be available. So I'm going to just, like I said, give you a brief overview of the evening sessions. If you were not there, um, this will just maybe be some, some things to pique your interest. Maybe you want to go check this out later on the handout that you guys got. Hopefully everybody got a handout. Um, yeah, these uh, just, just a list of questions. We'll go over these a little bit later. But on the back page, uh, at the bottom there, I do give you a link to the Living Faith Fellowship website to catch up on anything that you missed. Um, as far as the evening sessions go, I would say the most impactful one for me was Wednesday evening. Uh, Mike Renault kicked it off talking about uh, building a legacy of faith and making memories count. That was really cool. Um, so he was going over just brief history, um, talking about how the nation of Israel was getting ready here in, in Joshua to cross the Jordan River. And they were going to go across to take the land of Jericho and ultimately uh, just the land of Canaan that was promised to them and promised to generations before them, right? But unfortunately, uh, their ancestors hadn't obeyed God and they got caught in the wilderness for 40 years just wandering around until that generation had died off. And so now we've got this new generation of, of the children of Israel getting ready to take over. And uh, as they're getting ready to cross this river and they're gonna walk through it just like uh, their ancestors had walked through the Red Sea, they're gonna walk on dry land going through the Jordan. And they were told to uh, be strong and of good courage. But they did make haste to obey. They listened to the Lord this time. And those that were sent out to spy the new land came back and said, hey, it's ready. You know, God's going to give it to us. And they just had faith that it was going to work out. So, so they had this big victory. And I thought it was really cool um, just considering how God repeats, you know, history, right? And he gives Israel another chance so, okay, I'm going I'm to do this miraculous thing for you guys. And, and he did. They had this victory. And as they are finishing crossing over the Jordan, um, God tells them to take 12 men, one out of each tribe of Israel, to get 12 stones out of the midst of that river where they walked on dry land, right? To take these stones and bring them to the other side for a memorial. And so they do that. And the reason for this was that as Joshua chapter 4, 21 tells us that Joshua is telling the, the children of Israel there that when your children shall ask their fathers in time to come, saying, what means these stones? Then ye shall let your children know, saying, Israel came over this Jordan on dry land. For the Lord your God dried up the waters on the Jordan from before you until you were passed over, as the Lord your God did to the Red Sea, which he dried up from before us until we were gone over that all the people of the earth might know the hand of the Lord, that it is mighty, that you might fear the Lord your God forever. So that's the goal, man. Verse 24 there, that all the people of the earth might know the hand of the Lord, that it is mighty, right? And that's what we want our testimony to be. I pray that's the testimony of my life, that people would see that the hand of the Lord is mighty and that, we, that they would fear the Lord, that they would come to fear the Lord, right? So in order to have this effect on not only just the next generation, but those around us, we have to have that testimony. And we've got to make these memories count. 
these things that God has done for us, and whether it was through a good time or a difficult time in our life, you know, we don't want to forget those difficult times because those are the times that we really grow a lot, right? Anybody testify to that? It was through the difficult times in life that you experienced growth. I know that's been the same for me. Uh, 2022 brought a lot of opportunities of growth because there were a lot of challenges that I just had to trust God with. And so, um, so he, the key point there was just to, you know, relying on God. It ought to be a repeatable and known option for future generations. And I, I just appreciate that being pointed out. Uh, it was a good reminder uh, to make these good memories and that not only if we, if we don't do it, then how are the next generation going to be doing that? And how are they going to know what God has done? How are they going to remember how good God is? How are they going to know that that's an option when they are going through hard times? So, um, so essentially, I said, you know, there's, there was so much here, guys, and I'm, I'm not doing this any justice, but that's kind of the, the key point to, to what he was going over that evening. But what I'm getting from this is that, man, I, I'm thinking about just in my own life, you know, learning to, to pause and reflect on what God has done, to not be so busy and get wrapped up where I don't actually stop and say, all right, Lord, you did this thing. And one, give thanks and praise, but two, to make that memory count. So that way I can take it forward with me, right? And then to be, just to be deliberate in doing that, um, but to be faithful to retell those stories, you know, to let people in my family know, to let my friends know, to let my coworkers know what God's actually doing in my life. That's a big thing. Um, I, I get wrapped up just doing whatever, wherever I am, and I sometimes forget to just give that testimony. So um, just a quick story. This is like, this is why this is so impactful to me. So I'm thinking about them taking rocks and making a memorial and using these rocks as, as, as a way to remember what God did. So um, years ago when my dad passed, my mom told me that he used to carry a rock in his pocket, a little rock that was his gratitude rock. So whenever he would be feeling down or whatever, upset about something, he would reach in his pocket and he would feel for this rock and just remember, and my mom would catch him doing that, he'd just re reach in there. So I carry a little rock. Ever since he passed away, I went to this river out in Colorado that he went to with my mom on the last trip they went on. And I pulled this out of the river and I always carry it in my pocket. And it's my gratitude rock because I struggle with the same thing, uh, you know, being grateful all the time. So, so I have this here, right? And, I, and it's always there and I actually, Recently, I've just gotten in the habit of carrying it all the time, but I don't actually remember why I'm carrying it. So one, it reminds me of my dad, which is awesome, but it was supposed to remind me to be grateful, but I'll be like really ungrateful, like putting this in my pocket, just like, all right, you know, and I leave for the day. So it was a reminder of what that rock was for, but it also gave it new meaning, right? And I'm like, man, yeah, this needs to remind me of, of the rock, the Lord Jesus Christ. This needs to remind me of what he's done for me. And if there was nothing else, nothing else that he did for me, he saved me, man. But then add to that a bajillion things that, that has happened just throughout my life already. And so I'm, I'm really thankful. And if it, and if it wasn't for these, these memories, if it wasn't for the, the rock that I carry, if it wasn't for these things um, that I have to remember, man, I, I can grow weary um, and, and I, can, I can get down. But man, we, we cannot forget what God has already done for us. And so that, to me, was just, it was really impactful. It's helping me to, to move forward and uh, to just be in remembrance of that. So uh, Mike challenged us on Wednesday night to examine ourselves. And we've got uh, some questions there on your handout. And we'll go over these in a little bit. But just uh, thinking about, you know, what godly pursuit do I need to make haste to obey? You know, the children of Israel did make haste to obey the Lord when he gave them this commandment to cross the river and to go take new territory. And 
Maybe there's something that, that God's telling you and, and you've got an opportunity today to just say, all right, Lord, I'm, I'm going to give up on fighting you on this thing and I'm just going to obey you. But what can we, what can we do uh, with that? Then also, you know, am I making memories count? Do you actually slow down and take time to reflect on what the Lord has done and make that count and take that with you and share that with your kids and share that with your friends and with your neighbors? And um, man, do you have a track record of faith, right? Um, sorry, the last point too, like if you have these memories, do you have a place to keep track of them? I thought that was just something, uh, that, that's a good idea. You know, uh, Carla and I talked about making like a memory board and like the things that God has done, but also having like a side where it's like, here are the things we're praying about. And when God answers those prayers, we can move those over to like the victory side, right? It just, you know, just something like to put up in the house, just something to remind us. So that also helps you remember to pray for people too. So anyway, but just, you know, if you've got these memories and if you are passing them down, the whole point again is just to make known that the hand of the Lord, that it is mighty, right? And that uh, the people might fear the Lord our God forever. So that was uh, the big takeaway for me. A uh, quick recap of the next couple evenings, Thursday evening, Jeff Bartell uh, brought a message about just um, being called out, right? It's a study of God's calling on just, you know, the possibility that God could call you out to something alone. He did for Jeff, and uh, Jeff was cool with that. But I think about that, man, I'd, I'd have a hard time going alone. Um, hopefully God would call my wife and I together. You know, we are one, so hopefully that counts um, in, in the Lord's eyes there. But um, but man, just, just considering like this, these messages that he was bringing, talking about these different, um, his different men in the Bible even that were just called out alone, you know, Abraham and, and Moses, <clears throat> they were called out alone, but they brought people with them. Uh, they, they changed the plan from what God had originally planned, and we saw how that worked out for them, you know, with, with Abraham uh, taking his nephew Lot, and then Moses asking that his brother Aaron come with him. And we saw that, you know, it was a temporary thing to, to bring them comfort, maybe, um, the change of plans that God allowed, but in the long run, it actually ended up hindering them a bit. So um, just to consider, you know, is God sufficient company for me? And, and again, these are a list of questions on your handout this morning. Uh, we'll have a chance to, to go over a little bit later, but um, also just considering then that, you know, if you're trying to rely on someone else to help you to do something that God said, just do with me, it's probably not the right place to be, right? Um, and there may be things like that in your life. Maybe it's a ministry project, or maybe it's evangelism or something. It's like, well, I would go share the gospel if somebody was here with me, but, you know, hey, you can do it by yourself. The Lord's always with you, right? Great commission. Jesus tells us, I am with you always. Like, remember that, man. He's, he's never absent, so you're really not alone. But uh, just considering, you know, would I, would I be a person that God could call to stand in the gap like Moses? Um, you know, someone that would intercede for the people. Would I be a respecter of people or of God? And then lastly, am I prepared for God to call me out from where I am now? Because I think about it, I'm comfortable here at Midtown, man. I, I love it. Uh, but if God was to call me out and have me go somewhere else, I'd have a rough time with that. Um, but I, if I say yes, then am I going to do it the way that he wanted to do it as well? Or am I going to say, yes, Lord, but can, I, can I please make sure that, you know, Kenny comes with me and, and, and Rich comes with me? <laughs> you know, and Todd, and, can I just have all my guys, right? Can we, can we do that together? But, but the Lord might just say, no, just go alone. And I got to be okay with that, right? So, so that's definitely something to, to consider. Um, Friday evening, man, Andrew Ong brought the word. Man, I love hearing from Andrew. 
and I, I don't know about you guys, but he's just such a slick guy. And anyway, sorry, man, I, I love Andrew. But uh, he's, he was going over um, just some perspectives of missions and to really consider these things that, you know, it's like, yeah, we believe God's promises, right? And we know that he's got a, a call on his life, or on our lives, I'm sorry, and a will for our lives, but will I still prioritize my needs and my hopes and my dreams? And we see the consequence of doing that, and he took us through scripture and showed us, you know, that sometimes even if we have a good thing, letting that good thing go for the better thing that God has is, is what you have to do, right? And so he took us through that, and we considered, um, you know, just that, you know, we may love God, but will I keep giving myself reasons why the mission is for someone else, right? It's like, yes, Lord, this is great. Thank you for salvation. Uh, man, I hear about missionaries. I hear about people planting churches. Yeah, that's just not for me, right? Well, maybe it is, right? And, and, and really, he gave us like this, man, there's like this list of all these people in the Bible that were just not qualified people, but God used them, and he sent them, and it's awesome, and that's encouraging to me. You know, I know that, that I'm nobody to be used, but man, if God could use me, I just, I just want to let people know, like, hey, that's, that's the Lord, and just to give that testimony, right? And then uh, we talked about just, you know, compromising and taking shortcuts. Uh, when God tells us to do something and it, it gets difficult, are we going to do it the way that God told us to do it, or are we going to take a shortcut? And we went through some scripture and looked at different things and on how that doesn't work well, obviously. Um, and the next couple things there are just do I feel entitled to God's blessings at times because I think I deserve it? You know, are we, are we looking for self-promotion? Do we feel entitled? And that's really a marker of our spiritual maturity, you know? And if we're, if we're feeling entitled to things and we're feeling like, God, I deserve this. You got to give this to me. Like, maybe we need to check our heart a little bit. Maybe we need to, to ask the Lord to help us with that, to search our hearts. Um, but man, we looked at the awesome example of Caleb in the Old Testament and how he waited for 45 years to do what God had for him. And man, at 85 years old, he was ready to go take the new land. And he was still just as strong as he was when he was 40. Man, I want that, man. I want to be Caleb. That's awesome. So we just went over these, these really good perspectives, these things to think about. Because man, if we get caught up thinking that this isn't for us, or that maybe I need to prioritize other things in my life over what God has, guys, we're missing out, man. We are missing out. The Lord wants to use us. And so uh, the morning sessions, you know, the, the overall theme of that was just, yeah, church planning is hard, but, but man, it, it can be done, and God can be glorified, and man, people will get saved, and people will get used, and it's awesome, man. We talk about just going out and making your own disciples, and how important that is, right? You don't need to take a bunch of people with you. You can start in a rough place and make your own disciples, and the Lord will bring people that should be added to the church. So super good stuff, man. So again, very high level. Um, that just barely skims the surface of what was actually covered at this conference. So if you didn't catch it, check it out. But what I'd like to do this morning, aside from just having me up here rambling about what the Lord showed me, is have you guys have an opportunity to share what the Lord has, has actually shown you through this conference. Um, so for those of you that did uh, attend, and if the Lord has spoke to you, man, I want you to have a chance to share that with your brothers and sisters and encourage one another and say, hey, God was speaking this to me. Um, and, and then be held accountable to that. Hey, can you pray for me, right? We have an opportunity to grow. We have an opportunity to, to make a decision to follow the Lord and whatever he's showing us. Um, so man, I wanna just take this time uh, to meet with one another. We're gonna break into small groups here. Uh, I'd say maybe like five to a group. And what you've got on that handout there is just 
um, a list of questions to, to consider. You can, you can use this as a guide if, um, if there's something on there that, that piqued your interest and you say, hey, actually, this is, you know, this is something that reminded me of what God was, was revealing to me. But you know, ultimately, um, what we want to do is just share whatever God's given you. If you weren't there, that's fine. If there's still something that you're like, hey, you know, I'm interested in this, this message and maybe God's speaking something to you this morning. Let's have a chance to do that. So here's, here's the goal, guys. When we break up into these groups, don't do what I do. Don't get long-winded and take over the group. We want everybody to have a chance to talk. And then when they're done, if you have more to say, like, go for it. But uh, like I said, about like maybe five people, six people to a group. If you guys want to break up in groups, can, can I get a show of hands just one more time? Who was, who was at the conference? There's less people this time. Come on, guys. No. <laughs> so if you were there, right, look around the room, guys. I want you to get with somebody. If you weren't there, get with someone that was at the conference, right? So we do want to hear what, what was God speaking to you. And we're just going to take some time uh, to hang out this morning to talk to one another about that and encourage one another. So is everybody clear on what we're doing? Any questions? No? Good? Okay, so I'll come up here at the end. Um, we'll pray us out and everything, but let's just take some time to, to give God the glory for what he's doing in our lives. Um, thank you guys for letting me come up and, and share with you what he was showing me. But um, yeah, so let's do that. We'll break into groups. And I'll, I'll be back up here later. Thank you guys. guys I hate to interrupt if you could take like the next 30 seconds whoever's talking now and just wrap up what you're sharing uh, we're gonna bring bring it back here Fifteen seconds. Let's wrap it up. 
So sorry to cut off the conversations, but if you could finish sharing, then we're gonna, gonna refocus here. So guys, I, I hate interrupting these kind of conversations, but we have to end it at some point just because we do have another, another group coming in. Um, it's like, yeah, right? It's like, come on in, man. We got testimonies, let's do this. We can do this all day, man. Um, so before we leave, I just wanted to ask you guys and your groups, um, did you guys hear some good testimonies? Yes, praise the Lord. Yes, good, got some guesses out there. Okay, so check it out, guys, and the time remaining, I want to challenge you. If you have a, a testimony that either you want to share or that you heard someone else and you want to encourage them, hey, you should share that with the class. We're going to try to do that. Here's the goal. We only have time for maybe like five. So we got to keep them short. So we got like time for like five stones. We can't do all 12. But, um, but yeah, guys, I'd like to hear from you all. Um, I'd love to hear all the testimonies. But if you've got one from your group, there was one that you're just like, man, the whole class needs to hear that. Would you mind just raising your hand? We've already got, okay, we got a couple, Arnold and then, and then Kenny. Uh, hey, man. That's right, bro. That's right. <laughs> no, go ahead, Arnold. I just want to say, I was fortunate enough to be with these guys here who was here when Sam started. Mm. I want to make sure everybody can hear you, bro. There you go. It's okay. It's just a microphone. It doesn't hurt. I was, again, I'll say this. I was fortunate enough to be in this group here where these four people here was here in the beginning where Sam uh, started this church here. And the thing is, is uh, in a representative here of how they told me how they prayer got them through. Now that we see what, where we're at today, how can we instill into the next generation to remember what it took and relying on God's strength to get here, not repeat the same thing over and over again? That's good. Would you mind passing that forward to Kenny? So Dave Serta said something that I, I think is so critical for us at this age and stage of life. He said, it's time to gear up, not gear down. And he was uh, challenging the, the retirement approach as it is often pitched to us. You know, just you retire, it's all about you and you have a nice, comfortable life and you just sit back and enjoy it. And his point was, no, Retirement means I have more capacity to serve the Lord. And uh, so time to gear up, not gear down. There, that's good, that's good, thank you. That's all right, man. So we, we've got bottles of that. Anybody else? Don't be afraid of the microphone. I just want everybody to hear. So we have somebody back here? No, maybe? Oh, here we go, all right, brother. 
Um, kind of a common theme throughout all of it was that we can, um, closed doors and no's are always going to be a part of God's journey for us. And uh, if we know that, then we can learn to trust him in every transition and every season of life and in ministry. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's good, bro. Thank you, man. Anybody else? Jesus. Hey, Jesus. All right, you ready? Catch. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I would never do that. <laughs> she was like, oh. Um, I think... So we shared, Ashley and I kind of heard the same thing from the Lord, um, mm-hmm. to die to self. For me, uh, hearing no should be okay, because it's not my will, but God's will. Mm-hmm. And she also heard, seek his kingdom first, his will first, and her life. So we both had the same prayer, where we could deny ourselves and follow and trust him all the way. Yeah. So that's what we learned. Yeah, that's really But good. she's going to make some rocks to remember. And Big. I said, oh, I do not like clutters in my house. Maybe other way. It's so <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Um, anybody else in this area back here? Sorry, we had one over here. Rich? Hey, there it is, man. There it is. Hey, that's what we need, man. Be bold, bro. It's good. Apologies in advance if I cry, but uh, I didn't make it to Mission Focus this year. We were, uh, we got caught up with the the flights. Um, We were grounded, so to speak, and uh, it was just, my family was together, and, um, sorry. So, there's pilots and flight attendants and people that work in the airport, and people are railing on them, and my wife and kids are right next to me, not saying anything, right, Just, just being very peaceful. And uh, I just, you know, leaned over to my wife and I said, you know, that pilot, Christ died for him too, right? So mm. it was just, it was frustrating but rewarding at the same time just to see how everyone was just kind of misbehaving. And it's not, I'm not puffing up my family or anything, but nah. it was just a reminder of discipleship. When Jason took me through discipleship of holding up the book and saying, we're both looking at the same book. There's, you're seeing one thing, I'm seeing another. And just God's peace in that situation and not... Uh, to not give in. Um, and then, of course, so we ended up having a nice 20-hour drive back from Florida, and uh, yeah. the only car available is a Dodge Challenger, and the back seat is tiny, and my kids Probably. didn't say boo. Yeah. And I got some good quality time, right, to, to say, you know, your family's going to be in this small area together of 20 hours of fellowship. Yeah. It was just fantastic. And I did miss missing focus, but, you know, it's just God let me go through that at that time. And I'm very appreciative. Man, praise the Lord for that. Yeah. yeah. That's the perspective, bro. That's good. That's good. All right, guys. We got time for like one more. Anybody else? Jason, I kind of want to nominate you, but I don't know if you could tell it in like a minute. Can you do it? Woo! Do it. All right, Jason, man. We get... Thank you so much, Mike, for helping. Mike's running the mic. I appreciate it, man. He's... He's the man. Yeah, so my wife and I, we didn't, we didn't attend this week either, but we saw pictures and things and saw Bob Matthews ordaining George of Wyoming. Uh, my wife and I kind of have a long history with Bob and Karen Matthews, so anytime we see them involved in ministry at all, we're very encouraged. And uh, back in 2003, you know, we spent some time 
with them for three months uh, when they were missionaries to Egypt. And uh, I guess when I saw the pictures, it always brings back memories of that time. And I'll just say this, at that time, my wife and I didn't have any kids. I had just graduated from college. We had our whole life, you know, we, were, we had plans, right? We wanted to um, establish a family and everything. And uh, long story short, because I know we've only got a minute, is I do have regrets about that time when I was in Egypt, um, not because it wasn't a good trip, but because God had me so much in a place of blessing, and there were people that were like, you know, Bob and even other pastors at the church were trying to coax us a little bit into maybe we should really consider staying there more long term. And Candace and I, especially me, I'm the leader of the home, right? And I'm like, well, we've got to, we've got to get back home. We've got to start a family, and I've got to get a job and all this kind of stuff. Mm. And uh, I would just say this. Um, looking back on it now from where I stand now, I realize that maybe God was giving me an opportunity to continue in that place of blessing. And he let me decide, you know, that, okay, well, we'll go ahead and start the family and everything. God's still been good to us and blessed us, but it's been a labor. Hmm. It hasn't necessarily felt like the same, like, you know, like God's just blessing. He is blessing us. I don't want to ever sound ungrateful, but it's just the point is, is you can be in a place of blessing. And I would just encourage everybody that, you know, if, if you're feeling like maybe God's opening up some doors to you that maybe make you feel a little uncomfortable or whatever, you know, don't just tune it out, uh, but really listen. And it's better to go with the Lord and be in a place of blessing than to go through several decades of just toiling the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Amen, Amen bro. And thank you. You did great. You did great. It's right on time, man. It's right on time. So guys, I pray this has been a blessing to you. It's so good to hear from everybody. And, and we've got many more testimonies that have not been heard. So I just want to encourage you to continue sharing those um, as the weeks go forth, as we're getting into this new year. Uh, just let people know how God's working in your life, but also how, how can we be praying for one another, right? So I'm going to pray us out, and uh, we'll make space for Kaya. Lord, we just thank you so much for uh, this opportunity to gather. Lord, I thank you for the word that was brought at Mission Focus. And Lord, even for um, just the, the small things that you're showing us that uh, God, just things that we maybe need to, to take a step of obedience, um, Lord, things to consider for our future, but Lord, we can trust you. Uh, Lord, ultimately, I pray that you're, you are glorified in our lives, Lord, that whatever you're working on in your people, that you would move us and use each one of us, uh, Lord, to be a part of the work that you're doing. Lord, we thank you for all of the blessings. We thank you, Lord, for your word. Uh, just thank you for the body of Christ. I thank you for all my brothers and sisters here. Lord, I pray that you would just bless them uh, this year, that we would grow in our relationship with you and in our walk with you. Uh, Lord, please be glorified in our lives. I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, guys. Love you.